Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. America, I hope you are enjoying the greatest weekend of football and holiday celebrations of our calendar year. That's right, I said it. This is the best weekend of football on the calendar. Welcome to Greeny here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. I am not... Greeny. I am Braden Gall. Happy to be here. Courtney Cronin with me. Courtney how, Courtney, how are you? I am good. It's a beautiful day. It's Black Friday. I'm looking at some deals online as we're getting ready for the show. So I can't think of anything better to do than be here to talk about football, some World Cup. There's a lot going on today. Yeah, football as well. Be a part of Greeny Nation, of course, on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Yeah, we got Black Friday. You got Thanksgiving, which I think is the, the best holiday. It's my personal favorite holiday of the entire calendar year. Just just my personal favorite. You know, food, family, football, Maybe a cocktail or two. I'm not sure. No, no other obligations other than that. That seems pretty fun to me. And five straight days of football. You got three great NFL games. You got a phenomenal college football game with the Egg Bowl. Games all up and down college football today. You got college football Saturday. You got the NFL on Sunday and Monday. I don't know, man. I know divisional weekend is great. But when you package Thanksgiving, and oh, by the way, a USA-England World Cup match, oh, by the way, you put all that into this weekend, I don't know. I think I could argue this was the best. This is the best football weekend of the year, man. Yeah, and I mean, the college football playoffs come out, the rankings come out Tuesday again, and those are going to change inevitably because mm-hmm. of what's going to happen tomorrow in Columbus with Ohio State and Michigan. There's so much at stake this weekend as we try to pivot forward to the month of December, what it's going to mean for the top four teams, really the top six in those final two spots that are going to be trying to fight to get into the mix down the stretch going into conference championship weekend. I'm excited. And I mean, this week 12 slate, while it started out with a bang, it's going to continue. I don't think there's going to be much of a taper off here in the NFL world. And man, last night I was, it's one of those first world problems because I have one TV, (laughs) Braden, and I'm like flipping back and forth between the Egg Bowl. I'm like, okay, they're, they're, they're at the, they're at the low red zone right now. There's no way Mississippi State's not going to score here. And then I had to flip back over to make sure that Justin Jefferson didn't do something crazy and, you know, make another gravity-defying catch, uh, which he did, which he did. There was so yes. much going on in both the uh, you know the nightcap games that we definitely uh, were spoiled by the football that we got on Thanksgiving. We got the Lane Kiffin drama denying, of course, the Auburn rumors after the loss to Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl and the pouring rain where Mississippi State fumbles on the goal line going into score and gives Ole Miss a chance to save its entire season. They come down and they score, and then they miss the two-point conversion. And to your point, Minnesota and Kirk Cousins, they, they outscore New England 10-0 in the fourth quarter, make the big comeback and get yet another win, bouncing back after being destroyed by Dallas. I, I will say, you, you talked about shopping shopping the, the interwebs there for some deals. I, I Listen, I cannot do the Black Friday thing. I have never gone out shopping on Black Friday, nor will I ever go out shopping on Black Friday. I, no disrespect to those who want to do it. Uh, that's a, that's a you, you choice. Uh, you can go do that if you want. 
Um, but my wife and I have an agreement because I think Thanksgiving's the best. I get, you know, this war on Thanksgiving, you know, it will not stand. This unchecked aggression, man, it will not stand. And I, I get at least up until today before my wife starts playing Christmas music and starts decorating, you know, getting the tree and getting the decorations out, all that stuff. So we, that's our agreement. That's how we keep the peace in our house. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's how we do it. I think that's fair. I mean, most people who want to celebrate both holidays will at least wait until Thanksgiving's over. I know there are there is some <laughs> What sect- a novel concept. I know there's some sect of humanity that the day Halloween ends, it's Christmas. There is oh, no Thanksgiving. God. The decorations Ugh. go up on November 1st. But no, growing up in our household, we were definitely um, we kept the two holidays separate and then put Christmas decorations up on, on Black Friday. We didn't do much shopping when I was a child. I mean, I Smart. did it I did it when I was in high school. When I got my license, I thought it was awesome. Let's drive up to the outlet malls, and then we get there, and the line is down 94, basically back to Illinois because these things were in Wisconsin. And I said, yeah, we're just going to go to Culver's, and we're going to go home. We're not going to go fight through that. The only purchase I've had that was successful actually going into a store to buy something on Black Friday <laughs> was a digital camera. Do you remember those? I, You're I old do. enough to remember those. I, I do. Um, I carry, I carry one in my pocket our, now. Half <laughs> the people in our studio are not old enough to remember those because uh, those are not a thing anymore since everyone has an yeah, iPhone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I waited in line at a Target when it was opening at 5 a.m. I went in. As like in people like rush into these stores when the doors oh, open. God. I went in. I knew exactly. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Stamp, <laughs> stampedes are not safe. Um I went in, I found the camera, I go and pay for it, I leave, and I go home. That was, I didn't go in for anything else. I'm like, I'm getting my one thing in the electronics department. I'm not trying to get a flat screen. I'm not trying to get an air fryer, even those, those probably weren't a thing back 20 years ago. So, yeah, no, I... So it was worth not, it. So It was so absolutely it was worth, worth it. But okay, I would never right. do it again. I would never do no. it again. You could never, no. but we don't have big box department stores the way that we used to. No, no, not at all. We, we, our tradition, of course, is my, my wife's like, yes, we'll give you Thanksgiving. And then me, I have a, I have two daughters they are six and five and we go get the Christmas tree, the real tree. You can only have a real tree. That's the only way to do it. I understand if you live in a large metropolitan area, it's probably more difficult in condos and apartments to do that. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, so I can drive down the street, grab me a real tree and, and plunk it into the living room. And then they just go to town all day. They got, they got Casey Musgraves going. They got, you know, Dolly Parton Christmas playing. They got John Legend playing. They got the whole deal going and they decorate the tree all day. And I just kind of, you know, sit around with my, with my beverage and, and watch football. So it's, it's a great, it's a great tradition it's, if you can get away with it. So. No, I'm all for it, and I think that my Christmas decorations will probably be going up this weekend, but there is so much football to watch. I get distracted by it. It's like, sorry, I don't think I can manage trying to string these lights and nail something into the wall. I've got Ohio State and Michigan on my TV. Do do you think it's crazy to suggest that this is not the best? Like, I know that most people look at the divisional round in the NFL playoffs and say, look, this is when we get basically the eight best teams Mm -hmm. in the NFL playing. A lot of people will point to that weekend as the best weekend, and sometimes I believe – the national championship game for college football aligns with one of those two playoff weekends, right, on a Monday night. So I think that there's a good argument that that's the best actual football weekend. But I don't know. You, you give me Thanksgiving and turkey and mama's stuffing, and then you, you give me five straight days of football. I, I, with Ohio State, Michigan baked in, and now also a World Cup, like the whole deal this weekend. I, I've been so excited for this weekend. I think it's the best of the year so far. Well, and it's, it's the best. It's the biggest of the best because we've never had a World Cup this late before. And yeah, it's true. Of course, that that is a different 
that ups the ante in a different way. And that's an international thing, considering the United States plays in the perfect time spot where most people are off today. Except for you, me, and everybody else working right now listening to ESPN Radio. Like, (laughs) everybody else is off. So you have this... Middle of the afternoon game where you can plan your whole day around it. And then you've got college football on all day. We've got games coming up here around noon Eastern time. Uh, Tulane in Cincinnati, Baylor, Texas. A lot of those games have, you know, implications for better bowl games and just how the conference championships are going to shake out. And on top of that, tomorrow, it like all goes into the, it all goes into an incredible day of college football. And then the week 12 slate in the NFL, I would argue this year is probably the best Thanksgiving weekend of football and football that we've ever had. Yes. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and we, and we do want to hear from you guys, of course, 888-SAY-ESPN. I, w- I want to know like, what are the rules of this weekend? Uh, because like, it, are we, are we real tree people, fake tree people? I go real. Do we decorate before Black Friday? Do we, are, are you allowed to, do you wait until after Black Friday? How long can you go with leftovers? I know you yes, and I were talking about this. One. Leftovers, eventually they do have to run their course at some point. So, so you've got you gotta, you gotta to cut bait on the leftovers at some point. I, I would say Saturday or Sunday. Um, all, all kinds of questions. These are, these are very important questions of our time, Courtney. Like, no, these they are. The, are. the, the, the leftover <laughs> one is one I was debating on KJM yesterday, and then throughout the day in some group chats, it, the question was posed, how long can we keep eating the same thing? For me, my statue of limitations on leftovers is Saturday. So that's a good two okay. days. And I was really, you know, I walked home, I came home with a big box from my, my mom packaged everything up and I was like, no, I'm not going to even touch it until Saturday and probably until Friday after we get off air. And then the fourth quarter of the Vikings game is going on. I'm like, hmm, it's 10 <laughs> o'clock. It's not, the, it's not the healthiest time to be eating stuffing dude, and I macaroni and cheese, but I still made myself a second plate. Oh my God, dude. I did the same thing last night after the family was asleep. I was like, mm, I might sneak a few extra pieces of chicken turkey tonight. <laughs> I was, I was like, watching oh, the end of the game. Sleep aid. I'll go right to bed. <laughs> right. Give me give me that good stuff. Cordy Cronin, Braden Gall in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. Happy holidays. I guess I can say that now, right? It applies to all the holidays. Happy holidays to everybody out there. It applies to Thanksgiving. It applies to Christmas. Um, fantastic football. Listen, NFL football, maybe not the greatest offensive. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. 
Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny on ESPN Radio. The ESPN app presented, of course, ESPN Radio is by Progressive Insurance. Her name, Courtney Cronin. My name, Braden Gall. In for Greeny. Honored to be here on such a wonderful and spectacular football weekend. Von Miller, a little banged up. Might miss some time for the Bills. We'll get to an update on that injury situation. But, man, what a great day of football yesterday, Courtney. No, like just it was. Game, like, again, I will say I don't think the offenses in the NFL – whether it's aging NFL veteran quarterbacks that are Hall of Famers all at the same time, Russell, Brady, Rodgers, uh, whether it's a lot of quarterback injuries across the league, which we've certainly had, maybe defensive coordinators starting to catch up. I just don't think the offensive football has been very good in this league, maybe worse than it's been in 20 years, but not yesterday. No. <laughs> yeah, yes, yesterday was a ton of fun. Which was so, which is why it was so surprising because the Lions have showed you the last four weeks that they can score. They went into this game averaging 30 points a game their last three win- their last three weeks, which were all three wins, and they came so close to upsetting the Buffalo Bills. I actually picked them on air yesterday because I felt Ooh, like nice. all of the circumstances surrounding Buffalo and the short week and the snow and everything else would have tipped their uh, tipped their favor towards the Detroit Lions. But man, they came close. They've got a lot. They've got a lot that they can build on, and I think that's a good thing for them. ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler joining us here on Greening on ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall. And let's start with Von Miller, Jeremy. Obviously, Buffalo, a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. I still think they're one of the top two teams to beat for that trophy. But Von Miller was supposed to be the guy to put him over the top. What's the latest with uh, the star defensive end for the Bills? Yeah, Braden. So he is scheduled to have an MRI today, probably sometime later this morning. So uh, they should get clarity today. Uh, you know, I spoke to a source yesterday who was involved in, in the process of evaluating him initially. And the feeling is that they're cautiously optimistic that it's not something, you know, major structural damage type of deal. But um, you know, they're hopeful it's just a sprain, but they got to find that out for sure. So that's kind of where things are at right now. Uh, should get clarity, uh, you know, hopefully in the next few hours. And They'll probably miss, probably miss some time, but you know, they're hoping that uh, getting into like week 16 through the playoffs that he'll be rounding back into form. I mean, Jeremy, this is supposed to be – he was supposed to be the missing piece for this defense. That's why they brought him in this offseason as a free agent. How do they compensate for the time that he may have to miss? Yeah, it's interesting, Courtney, because they brought him in really because in part they felt they had a really talented defensive front, but nobody who had the leadership of Von Miller or the pedigree. So he was sort of the missing piece to bring all those other guys together. Um, so without them or without him, they don't really have that alpha. Uh, but they do have a lot of talent with you know, Greg Rousseau's a really talented player, you know, Boogie Basham, AJ Epinesa. They have a lot of young guys that they really like at Oliver defensive tackles. So they can still get it done, but, you know, when, when it's a crucial moment, when you're trying to close out a game, they don't have a Von Miller. So 
it looks like for at least a few weeks they'll have to adjust. And, you know, they, they really believe that, you know, their defensive roster, despite missing a piece or two here or there, can always get it done. You know, that without Tredavious White, a cornerback for most of the year, they've still been pretty solid on the back end too. So, you know, they believe they've built a winner, uh, you know, that, that can sustain itself without one player. ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler joining us here. And obviously Odell Beckham, a huge part of conversation right now with teams that are trying to look to make a push into the postseason. We know how Dallas feels about him, but the Giants, maybe even the Bills, Baltimore, Kansas City, there's been a handful of teams that have been linked to him. So kind of a two-part question here is, where do you feel like he goes and where do you feel like he best fits? But also, like how healthy and how big of a you know productive player could he actually be with just a few games left to go in the regular season? Yeah, I mean, those, those two questions go hand in hand. And I really found it interesting that Jerry Jones mentioned last night, after weeks of courting Odell Beckham, they bring up his injury and whether he can play this year. And it's a valid question that other teams have had, which has been a, sort of a fascinating subplot to his market because he's a huge name and it's like he's easy to recruit, right? Hey, we want Odell. All our players are saying, let's go get Odell Beckham. You know, the Bills have done a little bit of the same because he's tight with Von Miller. Um, you've seen other players of other teams like the Giants do it. And, you know, he's still only 10 months removed from a second ACL on, I believe, the same meet. So it's like, you know, can he play? I mean, that's been a question that other teams have had. Is he going to play this year? And so I think so. It sounds like everything's going really well. Um, But, you you know, you sign a guy to sort of get his footing back and get into game shape in December. You know, it's just it's a bit of a tough ask. He would have to be, I would imagine, a situational player. That's why I've heard – you know, he, he's open to a multi-year deal because you need to kind of get through this year when he might not be full strength, you know. So it's a complicated deal to do. I think that's why the Cowboys have been open from, from their executives to their players about how much they want them uh, because they know a deal is going to be hard to do. And, you know, you can't give Odell Beckham a practice squad contract like some of these other veterans are getting. You know, he, he needs real money. So there's more to it. So they're thinking, hey, let's shower him with love. and Maybe that will, like, you know, help soften the blow of some other things that are going to come up in, in negotiation. ESPN NFL insider Jeremy Fowler joins Courtney Cronin and Braden Gall here on Greeny. I feel like we've only heard about the, the Cowboys being in on OBJ, especially the last two weeks or so. Are there any other teams that you could see trying to enter the sweepstakes here as we get into the month of December? Well, I, the Chiefs are a team, Courtney, that a couple people have brought up to me. More like other teams, when I talk to them, you know, they bring up the Chiefs as an option for him. Um, so we'll see. I don't know that they've gone full commit on trying to get them. I think they're sort of on the fringe. But they're, they're at least a team to watch, you know. And they've had uh, – you know, obviously, they, they've kind of rebuilt their offense uh, without Tyree Kill around the homes, of course, and, and Travis Kelsey. But some of the supporting players have been in and out. Juju Smith-Schuster has been hurt a little bit. Uh, you know, you still have Marquez Valdez Scanling, McCole Harmon's on IR. Like you could, you could see them making a move. So it's my understanding that Kadarius Tony was always their off-season priority, getting him via trade from the Giants, and then after that, you know, Odell would be a consideration. So we'll see. You know, whether they want to actually pay that money and, and go that far, I don't. I'm not so convinced yet. But I think they're at least a they're the fringe contender. I'm sort of watching, and then the Giants. I mean, they're they definitely have interest. I don't think it's gone deep in negotiations or anything yet, but certainly interest there. 
Jeremy Fowler joining us here on ESPN Radio. We'll get to the Giants and the Jets in just a second, but I can't believe I'm, I really have to ask you a question about the Detroit Lions. Um, but you tweeted about this. I was thinking this while watching this game. They have been far more competitive. They've got a really nice offensive line. They're starting to put some pieces around the quarterback position. Who knows if Jared Goff is the long-term answer. But do you actually think yeah. that, they're, that they've actually turned a corner and that there is hope for the wonderful and amazing folks in Detroit? <laughs> a little bit. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to say. Uh, when they drop games and they win, you know they lose close games. It's you know it's hard to say they're going to start turning that around because it's, it's the Lions haven't traditionally done it. But I like the two year run they've had behind the scenes. No, this is going to be a total rebuild. You trade Matthew Stafford. I mean, you, you literally were starting from scratch. Like that defensive talent last year was had to have been the worst in the league, and I don't think there's any question about that. So they slowly rebuilt it. You get guys like Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I mean, you know, that offense has three or four legitimate playmakers. Offensive line has, has been really good for the last couple of years. Jared Goff's had a sneaky good year. Um, he's been probably better than I thought. And I think part of that's Ben Johnson, the OC. Like, they just connect. Um, Johnson's, a, you know, a, a guy that I think at the least has intrigued NFL teams as far as a head coach in Canada. He might be a year away, but I think he'll at least be in the interview circuit. Um, and then defensively, they've settled down the last month, and, and they've shown some fight, and they've been better. So, I don't know. I like where they're going, at least. You know, that was a game that, yeah. you know, like with the clock management at the end of the game, they probably could have won. Yeah, I mean, that's before they even add Jamison Williams into the mix coming mm-hmm. off of his ACL yeah. tear. It's going to be pretty scary to actually see what their offense looks like when it's at full strength. Um, somebody who is was at full strength yesterday in practice but not so sure how this is going to play out for this weekend was Lamar Jackson. He was he has a hip injury. I uh, didn't practice Wednesday because of it, but he did practice in full yesterday. Are, are the Ravens concerned about his status for Week 12, Jeremy? Yeah, Courtney, I don't get that sense right now. We'll see. Um, but the fact that he practiced in full yesterday was a positive. Looks like a hip injury. Um, you know, L- Lamar Jackson is going to be a case where he's sort of in and out of the injury report. That's sort of the way it's been. I mean, he was, I think, dating back to last year, he's had like several sick days, at least six sick days. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of, I kind of equated to DeAndre Hopkins a little bit. Like DeAndre Hopkins will miss some practice time, but he's, he's most of the time going to play and play really well. You know, like that's kind of how I look at Lamar a little bit. He's going to be in and out of the injury report. And, you know, maybe that's the case of the Ravens just resting him a little bit too, you know, um, where certain guys don't need every single rep in practice to play their best. I, I think from what we're seeing with Josh Allen yesterday, uh, he probably does. You know, like talking to some people around the Bills, it's like, okay, he's had that elbow injury and he's been limited in practice for a month. I think that's shown up a little bit and a little bit of his struggles. Or Lamar might not have that. He might just be able to go out there and ball. So it's, you know, it just depends on the guy. But he's, I think he'll be fine for the game. I don't, I don't sense any major worry. Jeremy, thank you so much, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Courtney. Thanks, Braden. Happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Jeremy Fowler there, NFL ESPN insider, of course. Some interesting stuff there on Josh Allen. Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Josh in shotgun. Two receivers right side, two to the left. The snap. Josh wants to throw. Fires left side. Caught. Touchdown. Stephon Diggs. Touchdown, Buffalo. They moved it all the way down the field, and the Bills regain the lead with two minutes, 40 seconds left. Wow. 
The Buffalo Bills, long one of the top what, Courtney? One or two teams to win the Super Bowl, two or three this summer to win the Super Bowl, basically the front runner all summer long, depending on where you, you know, kind of how you perceive the Chiefs or somebody from the NFC. Uh, Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall here on Greeny on ESPN Radio. How, how good are is this team? We, we, you know, Von Miller now injured. We don't know how long he's going to be out, but it seems like it could be a pretty decent chunk of time. Um, you, you just heard Jeremy Fowler talking about the arm injury. We know about the elbow for Josh Allen. Still threw a dime to Stephon Diggs when it mattered the most. Um, but how, how good is this team? Do you still view them as the Super Bowl frontrunner like we did in the summer? Uh, probably not as much as Kansas City. I think the way that Kansas City came on as of late – and even though the Buffalo Bills were my preseason pick to get to the Super Bowl, I think that the elbow injury for Josh Allen is one that's more concerning than we're making it out to be because he's throwing way too many red zone interceptions. That, to me, is probably the biggest problem with this team right now. Four in the past five games, most red zone picks in the league right now with four total. Um, something's going on when they get down inside the 20, and I'm not sure. I don't think that he's seeing defenses differently down there. I just think it's tight windows that he has to fit throws into and that ailing elbow might actually be hindering him in doing that and of course the Von Miller news of how his injury is going to impact this defense and this you know front seven how much time he might have to miss I think it was a good sign they got Tredavious White back but they've had injuries across the board on defense you know when one unit uh, takes a hit the other's okay and then it's you know it reverse and so I, I still think that they're a favorite to win the Super Bowl. They might not be the overwhelming favorite at this moment because Patrick Mahomes is playing again at an MVP level. But <laughs> Buffalo is still really, really good. They're not out of the conversation by any stretch. Now, imagine that, Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes-esque type of things in the football season. Uh, listen, I love this Buffalo team. I, I, I think Von Miller adds an element that they have maybe been missing. But again... It, I don't know if you believe – do you believe in, like, the slow build and learning how to win process that happens in football where you've got a core group of guys on a team that has been together for enough years going into the postseason and sort of going – inching their way forward each year, right? Like, they win – they win, they, they learn how to get to the playoffs. Then they, learn, then they learn how to win in the playoffs. Then they learn how to win deep in the playoffs. Certainly running into Kansas City the way they did last year in the second round is not, you know, ideal – there's a good chance if they play Kansas City this year, it's going to be in the AFC Championship game. Maybe they even can get that game at home, depending on how the season runs out. Even with the injury, and I agree with all your points about his injury and going into the red zone and the concerns, think about what they just accomplished, though. Two games in five days, both on the road, on the same field, and came away with two wins. Of course, they get they play next Thursday, then they get another mini-buy after that. I don't know. I, I think this Bills team is built for the long run, and I think they're learning how to win and deal with adversity. I, uh, it, to me, it's still going to come down to Kansas City Buffalo in, on the AFC in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, no, I, and there won't be the coin flip issue this time in overtime <laughs> that prevents right. us from actually getting to see the true, true winner of that game. The tough thing for them, though, with this schedule, they've got New England. The Jets, Miami, that's a three-game stretch, and then they end the year in New England. That's four division games in the back half of your schedule. Like, no matter what you think about the Patriots and how up and down they've been, I mean, their defense is still pretty solid, but yep. that's yep. A, th- those are hard games. I mean, we were talking about it with the Giants. Is it the beginning of the end for that team, considering how many division opponents they face in the next couple of weeks? Like, when you're trying to solidify playoff positioning and where Miami sits right now – 
in the AFC East and what a threat they are, fortunately, I guess, for the Buffalo Bills. They've already played their road game in Miami. That was the, the crazy week two, week three game where they had 90 plays on offense because that's just what happens uh, when two high-octane teams meet. But right. they've got them at home. So, you know, I think that Buffalo at this point still has to remain top two, maybe top three at most favorites in the AFC. But like, I just I worry about the injuries and I really do worry about what we're seeing from Josh Allen. The the whole complement of it. Yes, that 38 yard touchdown to Stephon Diggs was spectacular. And fortunately, like it's weird to even say this. They escaped with a win against Detroit because these are not the same Lions. That's what we that's where the conversation needs to shift to. I know that Taylor Decker, an offensive lineman for the Lions, said it yesterday. Like they're a different team. They're a good team. That's why I had, you know, my pick yesterday of taking Detroit because this had trap game written all over it. And they, these are two high-octane offenses. Again, cannot believe I'm saying that with the Lions in the mix. But, you know, <laughs> teams have figured out the blueprint to beat Buffalo, and that's to put Josh Allen in situations where you see shades of old Josh Allen, the pre-Stephon Diggs link-up Josh Allen, and that's, that's where the Achilles heel for that offense is. But, again, they are probably still the most complete team in right. the AFC Maybe even in the entire in the entire uh, NFL, if you if you're looking at them and maybe Philadelphia in that mix, but I I think that yesterday and just the stretch that they've had, considering the week that they've had, the last five days, players were snowed in at their house at this point last week, Brady. Right, it's, just to be able to get to Detroit was was a miracle in itself. Uh, high stress week for them again. Short week, having to move the game last week. I just think again with the injuries. He still throws for 253-2, and two, leads a couple of huge drives in the fourth quarter, still runs the ball for 78 yards and a touchdown. The team itself runs for almost six yards a carry. I mean, again, the D- Detroit line. We, we could talk about the Lions' offense. The defense still feels like old Detroit, so we, we, they still have some questions on that side of the ball. But I, if that's what you get out of 70% Josh Allen, 80% Josh Allen, whatever the number is, that's still pretty stinking good. <laughs> it's still it's still pretty good. I, this Bills team, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against them. Lorenzo Alexander, former Bills linebacker on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Of course, do the Bills need home field advantage to win the Super Bowl? I was part of the beginning, you know, Josh, Sean, and, and them. And so I know what Sean preaches. I know what this team at the heart. A lot of these guys I played with, and so I know what they're made of. I've seen them go into Kansas City and, and, and win. Obviously, wasn't in the playoffs. They've had the heartache, though. You know, they, they've, they've had the, the progression of losing a first-round playoff game and coming back and losing in an in a AFC championship game, losing again, heartbreak at the end. And hopefully that's the – I know that's not what Buffalo wants to be known for, obviously, when you couple that with the, the four Super Bowls. But this team has the ability um, and the mental, the mental focus to go anywhere, play anybody, and win multiple ways. Listen, I th- do you – so – do you believe, Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall here on ESPN Radio, Greeny, do you believe in sort of that growth process of a team and an organization learning how to go further in the postseason? I mean, obviously we've seen the Joe Burrows of the world just kind of light the place on fire and go deep. We've seen those kind of runs. But, like, the Niners are doing this right now too, right? They, they've built and been in this situation. They know how to win. They just haven't gotten over that final hurdle. Do, do you believe in that process? And is Buffalo right? Is that why Buffalo could be in the middle of a 
a Super Bowl run. I do. I think that there is that growth process of learning how to win when the stakes are considerably different at different levels of the season. But they've yep. clearly aced that part in being able to get to the postseason. Again, last year, you look at the divisional playoffs, that probably was the Super Bowl for yep. you know yeah. all intents and purposes because we never got a chance to really get a fair shake to see who was going to be going on into the AFC Championship game because of an overtime rule. Anyways, I I'm excited People that, that doesn't forget. no, and and that's that's still that spoiled it because I think Buffalo has proven at every stage the last two to three seasons, really since they started building around Josh Allen, knowing that 2018 he didn't look so great, and then 2019 they started to see signs that said, okay, 2020 we're going to go and get you a franchise wide receiver in Stephon Diggs. They've taken the necessary steps to construct this team in a way that they can win a lot of games against really good teams. And the 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 idea that it takes time to learn how to win at different levels, I mean, nothing's, nothing yep. surmises that more than the way that this team is down and, or, and Josh Allen orchestrates a game-winning drive after he had had some moments in that game that make you think, is there something wrong with him right. when he gets inside the 20? I mean, they had three timeouts, 23 seconds on the clock. They get started at their own 25-yard line. You know, the throw that he had over the middle of the field to <laughs> Stephon Diggs, that, thir- that 36-yarder told me everything I needed to know of, like, okay, you can still believe in this team. They've, yeah, they yeah. escaped uh, a little bit of a fearful situation against Detroit. They're still one of the best teams in the AFC. They know how to win. They know how to grind out close games. It's not always going to look pretty, but that's what you have to do to get playing deep into January. And, and I think Baltimore's got some of that too, right? Like Lamar Jackson – talented quarterback learning how to win like I think there's a lot of teams that you could point to but if it goes through Buffalo and the game happens and all the games happen in Buffalo I know they have to overtake Kansas City which is totally possible that is where I think you 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 put some money down on the bills to end up in the Super Bowl there's no question again two games five days never happened before in the history of the NFL two games five days road wins on the same field it's never happened before obviously strange circumstances but the bills just did it without a 100 percent Josh Allen. Courtney Cronin, Braden Gall here on ESPN Radio, filling in for Greeny. We've got a Lane Kiffin conspiracy theory that we're going to float to you guys, and we'll see what you think. We'll do that next, right after more from Courtney and FanDuel. Football season is heating up, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet does not win. Just sign up in with promo code PLAY, P-L-A-Y. The app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today. Promo code P-L-A-Y, PLAY. For your no-sweat first bet, make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope NY. To four six seven three six nine in New York, Tennessee Redline one eight hundred eight eight nine nine seven eight nine in Tennessee one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming, or visit one eight hundred Gambler net in West Virginia. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. 
With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Elaine Kiffin conspiracy theory. We've got a Lane Kiffin conspiracy theory for you to try to explain all the drama that took place this week with the Ole Miss head coach, Lane Kiffin. Braden Gall, Courtney Cronin filling in for Greeny here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tune in for a college football doubleheader tomorrow as Oregon State hosts Oregon, followed by Notre Dame at USC, two monstrous games presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Mississippi State was in the zone when they won the Egg Bowl, 24-22, barely on a two-point conversion stop last night. Get in the zone. It is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Courtney, before we lay out what I actually think, what we actually think might have happened this week, Lane Kiffin having to call team meetings, talk to his players, deny reports, get into Twitter fights with reporters. It's all the greatest Lane Kiffin stuff. I think I got an idea of what actually took place. Let's hear from the head coach from Ole Miss having to answer those questions following the loss to Mississippi State last night. I think when um, it was falsely reported by John, who's now famous, congratulations, um, that you can just write whatever you want. And I would do it too, I think, because you're never held accountable and you get to become famous and maybe you'll be right. So John did it. So then I had to have a team meeting to say his article was wrong, um, which would love to know these unnamed sources from John. But so, yes, I had to deal, had to have a team meeting because of that. They don't when there's other stuff and chat rooms and all that stuff. But when a reporter writes, it changes the game with that. Do you anticipate being Ole Miss's coach next season? Yes, I do. There you have it, Lane Kiffin flat out saying that he anticipates being the head coach at Ole Miss next year. Now, Courtney Cronin, you have covered this game. You've been in the state for a couple of years. Let me give you a couple of examples of how deep, petty the espionage runs with with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. How about this? In 1905, after the two teams played for the first time in Jackson, an 11-0 win by Mississippi State, by the way, the students carried out a full military-style funeral for Ole Miss football, toting a real coffin through the heart of the city. How about that? How about David Cutcliffe, mild-mannered, really nice coach for Ole Miss in the early 2000s? He appeared to throw a Mississippi State student over the side of the stadium during practice. 
all the all the players for Ole Miss thought they had just witnessed a murder. No, <laughs> it was a mannequin dressed in Mississippi State gear. There have been pamphlets dropped from airplanes onto practice fields. Coaches planted trees next to practice fields that are now 40 feet tall to keep people from watching each other. Hugh Freeze was basically fired because Mississippi State people discovered all the escort stuff on the text message line on his phone during the Egg Bowl. I say all of this to say, I think all of this, I have no evidence to back this up, (laughs) except for 130 years of petty espionage. I think all of this was planted by, by Mississippi State. Mississippi State created the distraction. Mississippi State people are the ones leaking this information and saying Lane Kiffin's going to Auburn. I think it's all been Mississippi State, and it worked. They got the win. Ole Miss was distracted. Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. And I think for, for us, because we understand the rivalry, not everybody does nationally, of just how heated this is. It's not just, oh, you know, we hate this team. We play them once a year. Like, hope you get the win. Record books go out the window. Like, that sort of stuff. There are recruiting battles that are deeply rooted in a lot of um, what's the proper word to use here? I mean, they are more than contentious. I've covered, you know, when you hear stories about bag men and, you know, people walking around trying to get recruits to, to flip uh, their commitment from one school to the other. I mean, Chris Jones was a defensive tackle from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. That was one of the more contentious things I think I ever covered down there. So, yes, to believe that this came from some party within Mississippi State, I could absolutely (laughs) see that being the case. There is more. There are plenty of more layers to this, though, and we will get into it here on Greeny and coming up on Barton Hahn because – the reporter who broke this news also broke the John Cohen yep. to uh, athletic director at Auburn. He broke that higher. So maybe there's some linking up there that might play mm. into this, too. <laughs> it's so juicy, guys. If you've never been a part of the Egg Bowl, you've got to be a part of it. By the way, credit to Ross Dellinger there for a lot of that information I just rattled off to you guys. Uh, it is so juicy. It's so fantastic. It's wonderful. If you Again, if you ever get a chance to check out the Egg Bowl, get down there. Mississippi State also, by the way, in charge of the Cam Newton stuff. <laughs> that was that was being leaked during that time. Uh, coming up, Bills, Cowboys, Vikings. Who do you believe in the most? That's next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN app. Hey, everybody. It's Barton Hahn wishing our listeners a happy Thanksgiving, offering our thanks for all your support and energy throughout the year. We thank you. We love you. Enjoy the holidays. Hey, Barton, enjoy that pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie? Sweet yeah. potato pie. Always oh, something to debate on our show. 